0: Welcome to Northern Ag Network On Demand. If you like this program, we'd sure appreciate your comments on the show. Feel free to suggest to us if you've got news or stories you think your neighbors in Northern Ag Network country would benefit from hearing. We'd also like to take a second to thank BNSF Railway for sponsoring our program. BNSF Railway has been partnering with farmers for over 170 years. We thank them for the partnership. Enjoy the report. Good Monday afternoon, everyone. Andy Schwab here from the Northern Ag Network with today's Noon Market Report. The world's largest vertical farming research facility is looking to plant its roots in Laramie, Wyoming. Plenty Unlimited Incorporated, who was co-founded by UW alum Nate Story, announced late last week the Wyoming Business Council has approved a $20 million grant to the city of Laramie to help with the construction and infrastructure costs. Governor Mark Gordon called the move a historic economic development investment and said the level at which Plenty will be operating in this new facility will truly advance Wyoming's preeminence as a global center of indoor agricultural research. With SLIB's approval, the project will be shifting into the design phase with plans to begin construction on that 60,000-square-foot building later this year and hopefully open the facility in early 2025. Well, as you may recall from last week, I had the chance to head to New Orleans for the National Cattlemen's Beef Association annual convention. In my opinion, the biggest news that came that week was the announcement from the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service to consider returning management of the grizzly bear back to the states in both the greater Yellowstone ecosystem and the Northern Continental Divide Ecosystems. It was also highlighted in the national level industry leaders as Public Lands Council Executive Director Caitlin Glover said the move has been long overdue. What was true in the last several years is true today and is going to be true at the end of this 12-month status review for both of these proposed populations. The grizzly bears are recovered. The work that states have done, that ranchers have done, that conservation groups have done in partnership through these communities and these ecosystems has resulted in in expanding bear populations that no longer meet that threshold for federal protection. They now meet the threshold, and they should be managed at the state and local level, and that's what the ESA really should be all about. We're encouraged, but it's still early days. I'll give a harumph to that as we head to the break. Would you like to make a difference in over 6,300 Montana youth lives? By joining your local FFA alumni chapter, you can do just that. Alumni members make a significant difference by providing support for local students, helping them realize their potential and achieve their goals. No matter if you were an FFA growing up or just a strong community supporter, you can be a part of FFA Alumni. This is Riley Larson, FFA State Treasurer from Conrad. To learn more about becoming an FFA Alumni member, please visit FFA.org or contact your local FFA chapter. Well, with those 30-plus interviews that I conducted last week while at the NCBA trade show and convention, one of my final ones was probably my most favorite. While finishing the day on the trade show Friday, I ran into Nashville recording artist and my childhood idol, Neil McCoy. Luckily, I had my recorder and microphone with me, and he was down to chat about just about anything and told me a little bit about his cattle operation in Texas. These guys are in it for real business. I'm just in it farting around, just knock around, but it's fun. It's fun keeping up with them, keeping them fed and horses fed, and I enjoy it. I'm i I don't have to do it for a living because then I wouldn't enjoy it as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like singing, I tell some of these people, I said, you know, they said, well, I want to be a singer on the group. I, I said, well, be careful what you wish for now because <laughs> if you're enjoying singing right now, when it becomes a business, it takes out some of the steam. But we're honored. We're honored to be here. Yes, I'll admit, I may have been a little bit giddy as it was pretty cool to see how down to earth he really was. Also from the heavy news week last week, U.S. Senators Grassley, Fisher, Wyden, and Tester introduced the Bipartisan Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act of 2023. The lawmakers say the legislation would restore transparency and accountability in the cattle market by establishing regional cash minimums and equipping producers with more market information, including permanently authorizing a cattle contract library. The legislation does require the creation of five to seven regions encompassing the entire continental U.S. and then establish minimum levels of fed cattle purchases made through an approved pricing mechanism. Well, we need to take a quick break, but we got news in the cattle markets to talk about right after this. Safflower growers, are you attending the Mate Show, February 16th to the 18th in Billings? J.G. Boswell Company is looking to partner with Montana Safflower Growers. Farming since 1925, J.G. Boswell owned and operate an oil mill plant in Corcoran, California. Producing edible-grade high oleic safflower oil, they are looking to secure additional safflower seed from Montana growers to fulfill their oil mill production capacity. Visit their booth or contact J.G. Boswell, partner at United Grains, Blake Brawley, 406-750-2872, about grower meetings during the Mate. Cattle markets continue to see the support they saw last week's on the futures board after they ended $2 to $3 higher. Of course, that conversation last week included much of the latest USDA report that showed the lowest level of a beef cow herd in the 50-year history. The support did spill over into the cash cattle sector last week as those live deals 3 to $4 strong with their bids of 158 to 160 Dress deals also jumped $2 higher at 248 to 250 Probably the larger note to note there, though, was the fact that there was only 64,000 heads sold through that market, and of that, 92% of them were committed for a nearby delivery. That could also be setting up a pretty positive move throughout the next few weeks. Looking at where those futures finished today, some of the cattle futures saw their feeders up $1.47 on March at $187.57, April feeders also adding nearly a dollar 191.52. Smaller gains were found on the live kettle features with that April contract up twenty-five cents at one sixty-four thirty-seven, June up thirty-seven cents at one sixty sixty-five. When turned to our local auctions, there were some high prices to talk about at Glasgow Stockyards last week. Light four weight steers coming in just over the three dollar mark with some of the heavier steers, six to six and a half weights, one ninety-four to two sixteen fifty at Glasgow Stockyards. Well, we need to take a quick break. We're wrapping up with the grains right after this. Discover the difference a family-owned Montana bank can make for you and your business. Stockman Bank is focused only on Montana, no place else. So you come first with us. Enjoy a local banking experience uniquely designed to meet the financial needs of your Montana business. Visit your neighborhood Stockman Bank to say hello and let us earn your trust and your business. Moving Montana forward. Stockman Bank, Montana's brand of banking. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. The grain complex was a mixed complex today as the corn and wheat did relinquish some of their early gains but were able to gain back some of those losses as the U.S. dollar index continued to move higher. Soybeans were the ones seeing the largest losses after they had some outside market pressure. For The week complex, it was mostly red ink spilled across the complex. However, the KC winner wheat was able to continue to climb higher as a March contract added over a nickel right at 879. May notching nickel gains as well at 871 and a quarter. For the Minneapolis spring wheat, their March contract dropped just right at two pennies, just under 920. While the May spring wheat down a penny as well, right at 914. For the biggest losses of the week complex, it was a March at soft Red Week giving away three and a half, a 753 and a quarter. May down three and a half as well, right under 765. over overlooking. Rope crops, as mentioned, it was the soybean struggling while the corn complex just on the south side is steady. With the March giving away a penny right at 676 and a half, May corn steady at 675. When we hop on the cash grain train to Portland, we saw the 12 Pro winter wheat pretty well steady for their morning bid with a bid of 999 to 1009, while the 14 Pro spring wheat continuing that single bid as they dropped four cents this morning at 997. Well, that's all the time we have for today's noon mark report here on the Northern Ike Network. I'm Mendy Schwab.